the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is, and welcome back. Happy Friday, April 29th, 2022. Got a lot to do uh, today, and I will be doing my monologue in the third hour, top of the third hour. So, uh, you know, we, we sometimes shifted around a little bit. Uh, you're not going to want to miss the second hour. My gosh, uh, one of the great uh, public intellectuals of our time, Shelby Steele, will be joining us uh, in the second hour. I wanted to start on um, on a couple of things not my own. First of all, as was uh, re-highlighted yesterday in um, the hearing with uh, Alexander Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, uh, how many people know this? 42, 42 people on the U.S. government's terror watch list, okay, people who are not allowed to travel um, uh, in, in using U.S. apparatuses or or or, or travel um, travel mo- modes of transportation, U.S. apparatuses or modes of transportation because of suspected ties to terrorism or being terrorism terrorists themselves. Forty-two people on the U.S. government's terror watch list have been arrested attempting to enter the United States illegally since Joe Biden took office since January of twenty. 21. And Secretary Mayorkas was asked in hearing yesterday at the House, what does he know about them? Where are they? Have they been released into the public? Have they been given cell phones? Have they been put on a bus? Have they been given a notice to return for a hearing? Have they been sent back to the country of origin? Have they been um, held and incarcerated? And the Secretary of Homeland Security about these 42 suspected terrorists could not answer, not because it was an open hearing, but because he said he didn't know. He didn't have that information. That should be stunning. He said he would go back and get it for the committee. This should be a stunning thing. You know what 19 can do with not a lot of money. Now make it 42, and the Department of Homeland Security's head, secretary, doesn't know where they are. He didn't come to that hearing thinking that was going to be important, unless the Department of Homeland Security simply does not know where they are, and he's not alone. It could entirely be that the Department of Homeland Security, so busy with other things, you know, like its disinformation governance board, isn't able to do what it's supposed to be doing. I'm going to do a monologue on this a little bit uh, later, as I said in the third hour. But in reading everything I have read about this disinformation governance board, I think the best thing I have read on it is from Jack Schaefer, 
who is a uh, senior uh, writer at Politico. Politico is not a conservative uh, organization, is not a conservative outlet. And Jack Schaefer is formerly of the Washington Post, himself not a conservative. May I read you what he wrote about this? He wrote, here comes the Department of Homeland Security, that heavily funded guardian of our national borders, enforcer of U.S. immigration laws, preventer of terrorism, protector of U.S. coastal waters, keeper of cyber security and coordinator of disaster preparedness with yet another sweeping assignment. On Wednesday, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas announced at a House hearing the formation of a disinformation governance board, which will carry the agency's fight to a new front. The board will battle disinformation. What will the board do? Where will the war be waged? Information on the Biden administration's war on disinformation proves scarce. When the Associated Press asked the Department of Homeland Security for an interview on the details, the department stiffed them, according to the AP's April 28th story. That's yesterday. This afternoon, a reporter asked White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki for more about the board at a press conference, and she was pretty vacant, too. Quote, I really haven't dug into this exactly. I mean, we, of course, support this effort, but let me see if I can get more specifics. Close quote. Can you imagine that a press secretary can just calmly assume the podium knowing that this thing is out there? This disinformation board, which should have everyone's antenna up, and she has no information on it. The press did pry out of DHS's, uh, DHS the board's goal to contest instant disinformation crafted by Russia, as well as the general disinformation that had deceived immigrants from Haiti and other places that the U.S. southern border was open. Republicans like Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri and conservative media outlets like the Washington Times flipped out at that announcement. Shows you Jack Schaefer's a liberal. Dusting off their Orwell and combing out their fringe wigs to warn of an impending DHS crackdown on not just free speech but free thinking. I'll respond to that in my monologue. Don't worry. This is dangerously un-American, Hawley said in a statement. The board should be immediately dissolved. He's absolutely right. It is dangerous. Again, happy to take your calls on it, and I'm going to be addressing it in my monologue. The idea that the Biden administration will pulp the First Amendment and institute an authoritarian regime through its agents at DHS is dismissible, Jack Schaefer writes, if only because it is one of the most ineffectual departments in the president's cabinet. Well, this is damning with faint praise not to worry about this board because it's run by a bunch of incompetent goofs. I say all the more reason to worry about it, but I take the point. Had Biden asked, had Biden given the task to the agriculture or commerce or another committees or uh, departments or another department with a better GPA in governing, we would be afraid. But DHS couldn't stamp out disinformation or erect an American Reich if we reallocated to it all the arms we're currently shipping to Ukraine. It's peopled by a confederacy of dunces and botch artists incapable of carrying out its current mission. For instance, well, I could go on and on. You take the point. I don't need to go into it further. But I will tell you, you give power to the incompetent, it's even worse than giving power to the competent. It creates not only confusion 
and anxiety, but the worst forms of tyranny. The worst. The worst. I, um, I, I, I think that when we are talking about what Jack Schaefer is mentioning in the Department of Homeland Security's incompetence and mostly well-funded and being one of the most well-funded departments in the executive offices, it highlights something we've spoken about here before. When the government is involved in a constitutional, non-constitutional, or unconstitutional affairs, when it reaches, when the governments reach beyond their specified roles, and whether they do this through an expanded reading of the Commerce Clause, or whether they do it through an expanded reading of the 14th Amendment, or whether they do it through a, a mere expansion using the federal code, uh, the, 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 the Federal Register, which explains the U.S. Code and gives us all the regulations that the agencies in the, White, uh, in the executive office building uh, applied in the American people based on the laws Congress has passes, the Code of Federal Regulations. Whatever it is that federal and state governments engage in beyond the purview of what their first mission is, primary mission is, you then have problems – with the primary mission, you lose sight of it. Whenever people ask, how could this happen what, after a disaster strikes or after a criminal who has been monitored uh, goes on the loose or after, for example, someone, quote unquote, known to the FBI uh, or after a criminal is let out on early release or bail, these kinds of things are the things governments should be doing, keeping us safe keeping our communities clean, making sure everything works on time and knowing that, you know, it may not be in the government's interest to deal with everything it's dealing with while we have an unprecedented invasion on our southern border that is leaving, leading to increased crime, increased trafficking, increased drug use and abuse, I should say. When the government expands beyond what the Constitution specifies, you end up with an awful lot of incompetence over the things the government was supposed to do. When we ask, how did we get this way? Just give me a few moments on the other side of this break. We'll talk about it in relation to what the progressive movement did with the expansion of government, which was to take our eye off the ball of everything we were supposed to have the government doing for us. I'm Seth Liebson, 602 508 0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. 602-508-0960. If you're on hold, I'll get to you in just a moment. Bear with me. I got an email today from Nancy Pelosi. Well, <laughs> it says it's from Nancy Pelosi. It's one of these fundraising emails. I'm on some list for some reason. You know how I know I'm on a list, and I think I know where it originated from. It's kind of weird. Um, it, it's because they always call me Stuart. They always call me Stuart. And I, I have – years ago, years ago, I remember giving money to a, uh, to a, uh, to a Republican uh, candidate, and uh, the email I got back said, thank you, Stuart. I've never been called Stuart or held myself out as Stuart in my life. Somehow, that mailing – list or fundraising list was sold and is now I get more from Democrats than Republicans. At least the ones I get from Republicans <laughs> call me Seth. 
this is so I, I know it was from some list I obviously never signed up for. But I'm not canceling it because I want to know what they're saying. I want to know what they're saying about us. So I got this fundraising email from Nancy Pelosi just before this show started. And at the very bottom, uh, it says this. I'm reading to you directly. Folks, they're making no bones about what they stand for, okay? I just they, – they have no shame. Quote, Nancy Pelosi's groundbreaking new initiative, Elect Democrats <laughs> – it's a smart title, isn't it? Elect Democrats, bold new initiative, groundbreaking new initiative, elect Democrats. Anyway, let's not make let's not trouble the poor with begging. Nancy Pelosi's groundbreaking new initiative, elect Democrats, is tirelessly committed to electing a powerful slate of progressive champions up and down the ballot. OK. They are proudly telling you they are progressives and working for progressives. When people say, well, that's not my Democratic Party. I'm not part of that progressive wing. I'm not in support of the squad and all that nonsense. I'm a mainstream Democrat, you know. Well, okay, you may be. Your party in Washington isn't. Your leadership in Washington isn't. So it may make you want to ask a little bit about the party you keep claiming to be a part of. Second sentence, Nancy is working tirelessly to undo Trump and Republicans' horrific damage, but she can't do this alone. Yeah, okay, I get it. Horrific damage. This is the, um, this is the best that they're going to, uh, to use against us, I suppose, because I don't know, other than the lacrimal screaming about, uh, about, uh, uh, about uh, what Republicans want to do with the border or conservatives wanting to shut down the border – I don't know what they can consider to be disastrous. America gained 7 million new jobs, more than three times what the government projected under Donald Trump. Middle class family income increased nearly $6,000. The unemployment rate reached its lowest point in 30 years. There were 40 months in a row with more job openings than job hirings. Um, I said 30 years. I meant 50 years. Um, unemployment rate for African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, Native Americans, veterans, individuals with disabilities all reached record lows. Women hit its lowest rate, unemployment for women, lowest rate in 70 years. Seven million people taken off food stamps. Who, 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 who talks about this is what the Republicans accomplished under President Trump in his four years in the White House. Of course, I can go on and on and on. Haven't even gotten to the international scene or foreign affairs, removing terrorists, realigning with allies, putting enemies on notice, arming for the first time, though they begged over two administrations to do it, arming the Ukrainians. Uh, you know, so if they want to talk about the disastrous uh, policies of the um, of the uh, of the Trump administration or the quote unquote horrific damage. Maybe we need to buy them a new dictionary. I just love this groundbreaking new initiative, elect Democrats. Just reading that alone should give you a little bit of confidence. Don't want anyone resting on laurels. I don't want anyone taking anything for granted. But if you think they're out of new ideas, let me tell you something. Their advertising is already out of new ideas. Groundbreaking new initiative called elect Democrats. That's the best they could do. But. Take their admission for what it is, committed to electing a powerful slate of progressive champions up and down the ballot. 
a powerful slate of progressive champions. That should put um, fear. That should strike fear. The idea that the Speaker of the House is openly admitting she wants aggressive progressives. Brad Watson is uh, the probably the nation's expert on the progressive movement. We've had him on the show before. Old buddy of mine. We were in grad school together. He writes, the progressive idea, simply put, is that the principled American constitutionalism of fixed natural rights and limited and dispersed powers must be overturned and replaced by an organic evolutionary model of the Constitution that facilitates the authority of experts dedicated to the expansion of the public sphere and public control, especially at the national level. You heard me mention, folks, the Code of Federal Regulations. It's far bigger, much longer than the United States Code by a mile. And this is what is administered by all the unelected people Brad Watson is talking about. Who knew there was an Anthony Fauci? Who knew that there was a Deborah Burks? There are five applications. We don't need to get into it, all five of these applications of the progressive effort. But one of them, the fifth, the last one, is that some individuals stand outside the democratic process. They are an elite class possessed of a certain claimed intelligence that is their method. The problem is they get messianic syndromes. I need not give you too terribly many examples, do I? But you can think of them. You can think of Walensky. You can think of Fauci. Can you not? Is this not perfect governance by credentialed elites? Who, by the way, again, to repeat what we were talking about and identifying yesterday, were more wrong about what they pronounced upon than anything I can think of that conservatives have said that should be labeled disinformation, at least over the past several years. You put up the record of what conservatives said regarding masks and vaccines and COVID and mitigation strategies versus what the quote-unquote experts like Fauci and Walensky were saying, the balance isn't close. It's not close. Nothing Fauci and Walensky said held true for more than a month, but everyone's lives had to be fully reordered to comply with that month-long truism that they issued and stated. This is the progressive idea. That American constitutionalism and dispersed and limited powers is replaced by the evolutionary model of authority by experts dedicated to the expansion of their authority. This is what I was talking about in my first segment. This is why we don't know where these 42 people who crossed the border illegally and are on a terrorism watch list are. No clue. Much more important to go after Customs and Border Patrol and claiming that, that what they were doing was worse than slavery by holding horse reins to keep their horses reined in. I'm Seth Leapson, 602-5080-960. Your call's up next. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Balance of Nature, pure, potent plant power. Balance of Nature is the only whole food supplement with no additives, fillers, extracts, synthetics, pesticides, or added sugar. The only thing in it is pure, 
fruits and vegetables. You take it just once a day and you are ready to rock to boost your energy, to boost your immunity, to keep you in good shape and to help your body repair from minor injuries. Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. They're fruits and veggies. I take them every single day. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. John is in Phoenix. Hello, John. Hi, Seth. How are you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Happy Friday. Oh, thank you. So I am constantly astounded of the lack of foresight that these, uh, you call them progressives, uh, they're called progressives. I refer to them as radical leftists. Sometimes I call uh, them neo-Marxists, but I think we're all describing the same thing, and all those terms I think are applicable. Yeah, and I was proud of Donald Trump for calling them radical leftists because that, that was the first American president to really do that on hmm. a regular basis. Interesting. Um, but um, I, th- there's no foresight in planning. I don't think they realize that the government that's big enough to solve all their problems today is big enough to create all their problems tomorrow. Do they not understand that the pendulum is going to eventually swing the other way? Conservatives are going to be in charge. Who's going to control this office of of uh, misinformation? Yeah, disinformation. When, right. Yeah. When the pendulum swings the other way. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 um, it reminds me of um, yeah the quote from uh, a man for all seasons uh, about the laws uh, being torn down by one side and then what do you do when they come after you? Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know that they think that way, John. Um, I got to tell you, they I don't. think that I think that they think that they're going to roll over us and we're never going to secure the um, the levers of power. I think they think that. I think they think they can do that. I think they think they can do that because of these kinds of efforts. You know, they will label conservative thought or talking points disinformation in a way that could move, you know, votes. They were successful in doing it with the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story. Uh, you're familiar with the Media Research Center study that found 50 percent of Biden voters in six swing states had not heard of the story. Ten percent said had they heard of it, they wouldn't have voted for Biden. That changed an election. That alone right there, you know, do all the other looking you want to into the shenanigans with mail in and what have you and the, and the machines and the counting as you wish. But that right there changed an election. I think they think that Republicans aren't coming back into power and won't get the reins of power based on the dint of their efforts. What was it uh, Thomas More I, said I when the that. last law was down and the devil turned around on you? Where would you hide, Roper? The laws all being flat, right? This country's planted thick with laws from coast to coast, man's laws. And if you cut them down, you really think you could stand upright in the winds that would blow then? That's your question, Right. Do the Democrats think that this won't boomerang back on them? The only explanation I have for your very commonsensical question, John, is they don't have an intention of giving that power to Republicans. You tell me if I'm all wet here. That That is probably it. The other explanation could be, and I don't know if I can word this properly, They, if you ask them, they'll say that Donald Trump and the Republicans and the conservative media are all full of garbage and, and that we're – we're the purveyors of uh, misinformation, right? Disinformation, right. whatever they're referring to it as. Right. They may not actually truly 
believe that, even though they say it. They may they may actually understand that when when conservatives do come into power, that we're going to play it by the book and we're actually going to be more fair-handed. We're not as dirty and evil-handed as they are. And I think they think that we're a, a little more uh, vanilla when it comes to this kind of stuff, and we're not we don't really get it. And I don't think we do. And I, and I'm not certainly not advocating that we uh, conduct some sort of a payback campaign if. If there's an office of misinformation, disinformation when uh, when Trump takes office again or the next Republican takes office, I don't want them to utilize that office. I want them to permanently dissolve it. Yeah. Um, well, I think, and, and that maybe, yeah, maybe they know that we're going to do that. Well, maybe, maybe, they maybe, may, may, maybe. Uh, although you know. They were the ones that invented the notion of you create not, nothing. The government creates ever goes away, <laughs> you know. Ever gets ever ever gets ever gets removed. Um, this this question you posed though is really interesting. About you're not sure whether they even believe what they're saying, and I can't answer that any more than you can. Of course, we can speculate. I suspect you're right. Some of the time, they don't even believe what they're saying, um, but. What I suspect coterminously at the same time is that when they say things they don't believe, they justify it for a greater good, a greater project, yeah. a greater a greater result, and that you know it's okay. Any 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 you know any port in a storm, it's okay because we're the good guys, we're the progressives, we're the ones who are going to make things better here. So, yeah, we may not think CPB was really using whips against Haitian immigrants or Haitian aliens. But, you know, let's float it out there. Let's win the storyline and diminish for a moment. Take a chip out of take a chip out of the argument conservatives are making about the border. Let's blame law enforcement. John, I have more thoughts on this, too, if you want. And if you have more, uh, feel free to stay and uh, pick it up on the other side of the break with me. I'm Seth Leibson. Room for more, 602-5080-960. Welcome back to The Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. If you're looking for a great investment opportunity have you investing in a secure and collateralized portfolio with exceptional returns and actually at the same time helping other people, people in student private student loan debt where no one else will help them? Why refi will and why refi will put you into that portfolio, as I say, allowing you to earn exceptional fixed returns. You can do well by doing good. I know these investment opportunities uh, come around often uh, from various organizations, various institutions. I don't do them very often because I want to do a deep dig into the company doing it before I'll endorse it. I did that with Why Refi. I take these kinds of things super seriously. I kicked these tires very hard and examined it really uh Really, really strongly. Do do me a favor. Go to investyrefi.com and check it out yourself. That's invest the letter Y, then R E F Y dot com. Investyrefi.com. Local company. You can even visit them without any kind of a sales pitch. They're just happy to tell you and show you what they do. They're in the business of helping people that others won't, and you can be to investyrefi.com. Dot com or give them a call at 855-316-3087. 
John, uh, are you still on the line there? Didn't know if you were still there. Yeah, it'd have to be crazy to turn down your offer. To yes, yes, check them out. Check them out. Absolutely. InvestYRefi.com. On your point of the Democrats, though, did you have another thought that you wanted to uh, share? Because it is, you know, my you know guess as they propose. The, the other thing, John, if I can just throw this on the table, I'll let you talk here in a second. The other thing that's on my mind, though, is just how um, how obnoxiously brazen, how out front they are about this. I mean, how you could even come up with the notion of a government-created disinformation board that echoes so closely the kinds of things we're used to from the social credit systems or the, Mao, or, or the Maoist government in China or the Soviet Union. It's, it's just – they're not even trying to hide it anymore, John. Well, it, it kind of goes to what we were saying back in 2010 during the Tea Party movement that this is – a radical extremist ideology. Leftism is um, it's brazen. It has a long history. Uh, they're following it by the book, and it's it's becoming, as you say, more obvious every day. Uh, one of the the point I really wanted to make. You you brought up the uh, we were talking about the fact that Democrats don't really believe what they say. There were two sometimes, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting question. I, yeah, go ahead. Two obvious examples of that. I I really don't believe that Democrats, most many Democrats or most of them, really believe that Joe Biden actually won the election. They knew that Donald Trump was going to win. They could see it by the size of the Donald Trump rallies versus the enthusiasm or lack of enthusiasm in the Biden-Harris campaign. They had to have known it just based on that, that they were doomed. I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, the... Um the strategy they engaged in was, I think, a huge tell by keeping Joe Biden pretty reined in and as cabined as much as possible. That was the most curious thing to me, uh, that they made no real effort to expose Joe Biden. The effort was all about keeping him as quiet and as sheltered as possible. I mean, I think one thing I would say that they probably all agree on is that Joe Biden is not in control of his faculties? I I, I think that's I I, that, I think they must the all know one. that. that You'd have example, to, huh? I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the other example. Yeah, I no, I, I I just can't imagine that they're co- otherwise he would be out there more doing things presidents do. I saw a story fly by earlier today, just quickly across the ticker. Something about uh, Kamala Harris is feeling a staff or Kamala Harris herself is feeling stiffed because she and the president don't have regular lunches, as is standard between presidents and vice presidents. They usually have a weekly lunch, if not more often, but they tend to have a weekly lunch. And evidently Biden guaranteed or said or promised her that they would meet weekly. Uh, This isn't about Kamala Harris being stiffed. I don't think this is about keeping people. Um, as far away from Joe Biden as possible, lest they leak what they see up close, lest they get, you know, a view of what's going on there or better, perhaps better put what's not going on there. And by there, I mean in his head. I mean, I I, I think, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff during the Trump presidency trotted out the line that we were in a constitutional crisis almost every day as a result of Donald Trump. I believe we're in a constitutional crisis right now with a president of the United States who doesn't know up from down or left from right. 
I really believe that we are in one of the most precarious situations with a vacuum of leadership due to a vacuity in the presence of our commander-in-chief. I really do. And I think it's going to someday come to light. And I think it's someday going to come to light in a way that's going to have an awful lot of people looking like Robert McNamara, let's say, in the Vietnam War. Perhaps. Maybe worse. Probably worse. Yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't already come to light. I, pre- I was predicting it would come to light in the first Well, it is, it is coming to light. I mean, listen, uh, do I have, let me put you on hold for a second. I wanted to play this audio. I, I did it earlier in the week. Uh, this was, uh, well, I did it earlier in the week, meaning yesterday. Uh, this was Joe Biden talking about his new efforts to sanction Russian oligarchs. People are making fun of, uh, people are making sport of, uh, of, of the fact that, that he's, you know, he's kind of laughing through what he's trying to say here and he can't pronounce the word kleptocrat kleptocracy or kleptocrat, whatever the word, whichever version of that word he's trying to use, they're making the point that that's, 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 that's just an odd thing. It's not nearly the worst part of this. The fact that he can't pronounce kleptocrat, I'll do it on the other side of this break, the fact that he can't pronounce kleptocracy or kleptocrat is, is, is not anywhere near the worst part of the clip I'm going to play for you. And it, it really even shouldn't be our focus. A lot of people can get tripped up on the pronunciation of a word like that. Maybe he shouldn't have even tried to use it. But that's not the issue. I'll show you the issue when we come back. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Think about disinformation for a moment. <laughs> Think about this government telling you that spending trillions on COVID relief and blue state bailouts wouldn't generate inflation or that inflation would be transitory or that it's all the fault of Russia. Um, few companies were willing to stand out and say something about these lies in real time. One of them was veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, my precious metals dealer. Midas Gold Group, by the way, will give you their latest inflation projections. Just ask them for their free guide. Give them a call at 480-360-3000. Don't deal with questionable gold salesmen and avoid mail order nightmares. Deal with the knowledgeable and reputable company I, Seb Gorka, and thousands of you already do business with, Midas Gold Group. 480-360-3000 or visit them at MidasGoldGroup.com. People are making fun of Joe Biden mispronouncing um, and laughing through his mispronunciation of uh, kleptocracy. I don't blame him for that. It's not the important part of this story. Listen to what happens here. This was yesterday. We're talking about a war. We're talking about the thing most people have been virtue signaling about more than almost anything else. We're talking about the thing he dedicated the first third of his State of a Union address to. We're talking about the thing he's bragging about spending money on and sending arms for, which is the thwarting of the Russia invasion of the U- invasion of the Ukraine. This is him yesterday. To accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their take their their ill-begotten gains. Right there, to accommodate oligarchs. To make sure we take their ill-begotten gains. Does he know what accommodate means? Well, everyone can misstate a word giving its exact opposite meaning once in a while. He does it again. Also, ill-begotten gains, opposite. Ill-begotten is not an expression. Ill-gotten gains is the expression because ill-begotten means birthed. 
poorly birthed gains. That's not what he means to say, I don't think. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to accommodate He does it twice. He says it twice. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes. And you other- can't accommodate someone and seize their yachts and luxury homes at the same time. He's used the word in its exact diametric opposite meaning twice. Like he'll be gotten gains. He'll be gotten gains twice. Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kleptocracy. Yeah. Klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> All right. Whatever. It's a hard word. Maybe you didn't need to try and use it. That's not the funny part, and it's not the worst part of it by far. He has no idea what he's talking about. He needs a refresher and a primer on the English language. I think that won't quite do it, though. Shelby Steele coming up. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.